Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Everybody, welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me, the beautiful boys, Phil. What's happening? And Ben. Greetings. Phil, are you enjoying your chair that is just co- covered in Brandon's DNA from last week? Luckily, I am wearing a shirt. Mm. So I'll just take this hoodie home and clean it whenever. Burn it. Whenever burn, yeah, burn, <laughs> clean it through fire. It. It's a Steelers uh, hoodie, so I kind of do want to burn it right now. Well, I, there's been a lot of turmoil lot of with turmoil. the Steelers right now. I'm seeing everyone losing their fucking mind time. on Facebook. Time. Yeah, they are. So This is the uh, less vulgar version of the HP podcast without right. Brandon. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say not vulgar. I just <laughs> right. said less vulgar. I have been accused of morphing into Brandon a little bit. but So, okay, I have a controversial take that I want to ask you about, Phil. That okay. I'm, not, I'm not trying to say this okay. in an offensive way towards sports fans. Right. It's trying to understand. Okay. I was thinking about this. More and more lately, it's hard for me to dedicate time to games like something like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Because eventually it's like I'm just doing the same. I'm not getting anything out of this. Right. It's just mindless entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not progressing towards anything. And I could be doing playing this game, watching this movie, watching right. this show. And I was thinking about sports and I'm like. It's the same thing, same types of things every year, different variables. Mm -hmm. And I guess the most dedicated sports fans will be like, remember the 2003 season where XYZ happened, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, that was a good year. That was so many things happened. See, okay, so you're proving this this is what is making it make sense. I just feel like it would be hard, based on my current state of mind, to be invested in sports because of the way I feel about other things like Call of Duty. Or something like that. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It makes sense. I think it just, for me, it's an escape. Like, I have to put literally no thought and no effort into it. Sunday, like this Sunday, I actually had to work. But when I got home from work, the game was taped. I got home. I had some chicken fingers, Mm. some French fries, some chips, some dips, some terrible things that I only eat during that. That's kind of my vice time, too. Mm. So football season for me is just a time to relax. Um, But then they go 0-2, and and then it's it's not so relaxing. Ah. but for me, it's just a time to not worry about what I'm going to watch, what I'm going to play, trying to beat something, trying to do this. It's just time for me to just be alone. I used to watch it for me personally, and everyone's got their own thing with sports. 
I grew up watching the games with my grandpa. So that was our time to like spend together. Sundays afternoon after church, I would go to my grandpa's house. We would watch the game together. Um, him being no longer with us, that's kind of my time alone. Mm. Like, so it's, it's a, it's an, a couple hours a week that I know I can just enjoy something that I've enjoyed. And it's, it's, you know, at this point in my life, it's ingrained in me, you know, it's, it's really, really there and it's not going anywhere. Um, sports is hard to explain. And I know that nothing I said probably just made any sense, but it's just, and I've tried to quit the Steelers. I have, but God yeah. help me. I cannot. Can't do I did it. it. Like, I successfully pulled away. It's amazing. Good for you. I and mean, the Penguins and the Pirates. Not because I was mad at any of them, just because I've, I'm sure I've told you this. I became yeah. so obsessed with sports, right. specifically hockey and football, yeah. uh, that I would get physically ill. Like yeah. seriously, feel feel ill if I was missing any part of the game. Right. And so I entirely cut off yeah. for an entire year. And now I don't Couldn't feel do any desire. If I get to watch a game, it's fun. If I don't. Uh, whatever. I missed it. I've missed like two entire seasons of hockey. Wow. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. I'm still a lot better than I used to be. But I do understand the drive. Yeah. Because I think you are, even though you're not personally benefiting from right. it, you are part of the fandom, God, per the se. Endorphin, like, it, it directly affects my mood right. in a positive or a negative way. And and I actually, multiple times this Sunday, had to apologize to my wife just for being a stick in the mud. Like mm. we went out back and played some badminton afterwards. And like, I just wanted to lay around. Like it yeah. really knocked any sort of life out of me. Um, but it's, you know, it's sports fandom doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And if you can stay away from it, good for you. Good hmm. for you. Hmm. Um, but it's something I can. And I've gotten better with hockey too. I don't watch every game in the regular season. I do watch the playoffs, but, um, now, Dustin, when you say that things like Call of Duty, I understand that because it's like multiplayer, same map over and over, right? that kind of thing. But couldn't the same be said for basically any game that isn't just story-driven? Mm. Like, I guess I'm thinking specifically of, like, Destiny. Uh, there is a story there. Don't get me wrong. But Right. Eh. Destiny is probably the best example of something that's like that. Right. And it's almost teetering on the edge for me of something I can't do yeah i guess the thought about other games is just that it's constantly changing right right it's like if i only played tetris or i played tetris for three hours a day or three hours a week every week for my entire life right do you know what i mean yeah but even then i would it feels different because tetris is like mentally i guess not that sports isn't mentally stimulating i don't know it's exhausting it's, ex- it's exhausting but um, like I don't understand things like Overwatch League. I don't get it. Like I have I no really idea why people would want to sit there and watch these people play Overwatch over and over and over again. But at the same time, I will sit down and watch the same black and gold shirts run around on a football field with different bodies in them right. for thirty-seven years almost. Um, doesn't make any sense. My key is now is that I will make some jokes about sports that are completely jokes, and you know but- that they're like not right. Yeah. Right. There was a time when I was a dick about it, though. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, sports ball. You know what I mean? It's like. There are probably tweets about it that would get you canceled. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. So I try now to that. It's it's a me wanting to understand more. And I understand that just like people totally don't get video games. Right. And that's fine. You know, and I don't get sports. Yeah. And it's it's all good. My problem is I get too many things. Ah, yeah, and it just too. splits my time way too right too far. Ben, how are you now? Good and you? Not too bad. 
You guys got it right this week. Last week was hard to listen to. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I don't no. remember last week. but there, there was a couple attempts to try to do that, and I think with Brandon. And God help him. I love him. But uh, it just it was botched. It was botched last week was a bit of a wild ride. I'm trying to keep this podcast a little more low key. <laughs> it was <laughs> outrageous. And here's the thing. I mean, we're not going to go into the fishbowl or whatever it is. Uh, but there was some stuff that got cut out because it was just too wild. Wow. Yeah. That's that's insane. Yeah. It's not the first time we've had to do that, no. particularly with a Brandon show. Right. It's but... specifically Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, three boys here hanging out, yep. drinking some White Claw. You know, Phil, this is your first this White is my Claw first experience. Claw. Yeah. This is it, exciting. Here's the thing. I told you guys this before we started. Was that a concert on uh, Sunday night with my parents? My mom got a White Claw. I said, hey, give me a shot of that. Let me try. Yeah fantastic it's good and it's because i got ruined because truly is the first seltzer i had i couldn't even drink it right i wanted to dump first it hard out. seltzer first hard seltzer right the only problem with this so far is it's actually making me really thirsty oh i was just <laughs> thinking that i feel a little <laughs> thirsty right now like, i don't i don't think seltzer water should make me this thirsty but if they can make a a beer that quenches thirst the sequench ale that's a thing right yeah yes yeah okay can't they make this truly you would think quench so. thirst this isn't truly or no, whatever, White Claw, you know, hard seltzer. And I feel like I want to write a review for Truly for the site, so you have to edit it. <laughs> truly would be <laughs> a thousand times. Yeah. For everyone not behind the curtain, I hate when people use the word truly unless it's absolutely necessary. It would be absolutely necessary for that. I, the thing about, like, there are liquids that make me thirstier. Mm-hmm. One of them is, I is, um. Well, one food, you know, not liquid, is ice cream. If I eat ice cream, I'm thirsty. Yeah. If I yeah. drink milk, what? Actually, there's a dairy connection there. Maybe that's it. Milk. If I drink, uh, if I drink milk, I get insanely thirsty. Yep. I actually need like gum or something after both of those. Really? They actually both not only make me thirsty, but leave like a just a weird feeling in my mouth. Yeah. yeah. So I love milk, but we had bowls of cereal the other night, and then I had to get up, and Chanel was like, "What are you doing?" So I'm getting gum. Like, I need gum after I have some milk. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Now, Ben, as a as a brewer, I was <laughs> thinking about this, this whole hard seltzer. Uh, is it a fad? Is it, you know, people are buying this shit in droves. It's a fad, but it's also, I think it'll last. Like, it's a fad right now. Is it because it's new? Everybody's hopping on board. But it'll stick around for a while. For me, I just feel like it. it's a product that makes sense. We have people that are a lot more health conscious now. They're trying to figure out a way that they can, you know, cut back but still get litty on a Friday night. And, right. you know, White Claw is the answer because – or any kind of hard seltzer because it's like normally – like like White Claw is 100 calories. It has two carbs, two grams of sugar. You know, that's pretty dang good compared to a beer or something. Yeah, it's 12 ounces, 100 calories. So – Although there are some beers that are, you know, you got like Michelob Ultra, which is barely a beer. But legally, definition-wise, it is. And it's like, I don't know, six calories. I don't know. It's something insanely low. Six calories. It's not literally six calories. But, (laughs) like, it's hard to find beers that are under 100 calories. Most of the beers I make are between two and 400 a pint. Carbs on those are very high, too. Outrageous. Outrageous. I don't understand how, like, White Claw, for instance, is as low as it is. I know. I was looking at even the sugar. Two sugar. Two grams of sugar. Two grams of carbs. But anyway, I'm a White Claw boy now. I'm late to the party. Yeah. But uh, I'm here for it. I know what's in, like, I know what's in these things. 
Like for this to be only two grams of sugar and like the third or fourth ingredient is cane sugar. Yeah. That's surprising to me. Hmm. You can have a hundred of these and that would be your daily intake for carbs. Do you see that four loco is coming out with a, a hard seltzer? I am not shocked at all. Uh, I think it's like eight or nine percent. Yeah. Or something. So uh, I also saw that uh, there's also like a natty hard seltzer. Nice. That's I'm called like, their regular natty light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm making one. I already made it. Actually, it's in the fermenter. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't going to say I didn't know if that was a, a I secret. Mean, it's but, fine. It doesn't matter. But you're, what flavor is the one you made? Uh, we're going to do a couple different flavors. Okay. You can flavor them after they're kegged. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So we're going to, it's only going to be on draft, at least at first. Um, so we'll make a few different flavors to see what sells well, and then probably can sum up. Now, here's the the last question. I don't want to go overboard with this, but I am really curious. When you charge for your hard seltzer, is it going to be the same price as your other beers? Or No, cheaper? it'll be a little cheaper. Okay. Yeah. Because this, this was a six-pack for 10 bucks, and yeah. I thought, that's pretty good. Um, knowing what went into this. Yeah. As someone who just brewed one, they basically just bent you over. Oh, sure. But, you know, so does, like, if you buy Bud Light, people complain, okay, I'm going to get on a little soapbox. It won't take me long. I make beer for a living, uh, part of my living, at least. (laughs) And um, I do, like, seven things. But uh, we charge six bucks for a pint, and around here, that's pretty expensive for, you know, fancy beer. Yeah. Uh, You go... Anywhere you go to a stadium for the same size beer, you pay 12, you know, for a Bud Light, not something that was made 30 feet from where you're sitting when you're in the bar. People complain about something being six bucks, but they'll go and gladly pay, you know, three or four bucks for a Miller Light. Let's say it costs Miller Light about 12 cents to get that to get that can of beer made and shipped to wherever you are. So if you really want to complain about getting ripped off. It's the big guys who are ripping you off. The the value the mass produce. of the product. Right. right? So it hmm. cost me it cost me almost as much to make one pint of beer that I sell as it does to purchase a pint of the beer that they sell. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. So all right. Are you guys ready for some dreams? Yes, shout outs. Oh, yeah. Phil, I'm going to give you the floor. It's been, what, cool. two or two or three two, weeks since two you've weeks, been here? Maybe, so. Yeah, I think last two weeks. All right, all right, all right. So my dream, what I've been dreaming of is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. All Nine-Nine all the time. And I don't know if I talked about this the last couple weeks. We had just started it. We're binging through. We're on season four already. And uh, that's about all the little free time that I've had at night after work, like while I'm eating dinner and stuff. We've been watching some Nine-Nine. And it is life changing. It's it's superior to almost anything else. I, I it might oh. be superior to everything. Like, not done with the show. It might falter as it goes. You know, I'm on the, the show's not through. over yet either. It's so. not season seven. Yeah, it comes out I think in January maybe. Yeah. Um, the show's phenomenal. I think Gina Linetti might be my favorite character on television. But all the characters in the show are perfect. Yep, just perfect. Um, so that's what I've been dreaming out. Um, and. I'm going to connect the two this week because it's part of it. My shout out goes to to Michael Shore and and his producing partner who created that and The Office and Parks and Rec and basically every good show, the good place that we oh. know and love right now. I didn't realize so it was the same. So those guys are killing it. Yeah. They are creating magic. So shout out to the to the minds that can create that many good things in this world. 
I thought I was thinking something similar to that the other day. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Toby Fox, and I'm like, yeah. whoa, he programmed, made, uh, he wrote the story, he did the music, like just just an, an abundant amount of talent. Yes. And I was I was like mad. I was thinking it's like impressive. some people just born with this insane amount of raw yep. ability. And I'm glad. I'm obviously I'm very glad that they. Uh, exist and they're able to do that but yeah absolutely. so see you know the, these guys you're talking about are able to make just banger after just banger banger after banger i truly think they get better and better do yeah. you truly um, think that oh gosh yes, oh, I no <laughs> i think they get better and better the good place is going into this final season this year brooklyn 99 still has some some seasons at least one more left so uh they're still creating good stuff and i hmm. look forward to what they do next so, interesting yeah benji and i got a couple different things going on in my head okay. right now um, so first I'm going to say, I want to shout out to, okay, let me start with the dream. Talking about TV. I'm going to get on the TV train here. Yes. Uh, I am dreaming of the last season of Silicon Valley. Oh, it's coming out. It's this, ending this year. Huh? It's, it's done. It's the HBO show. Yeah. Uh, it, it's done this year. I don't know when, if it starts in October, December, I can't recall for sure. I need to pick that back up. But I, Dustin like told me, Oh, you got to watch the first season. And I was like, all right. So I watched the first season and I told him I was finished. And he's like, don't watch the rest of it. And I was like, I'm going to watch the rest of it. So I kept watching it. And I think you only watched a little bit of the second season. No, I watched the, like three or four seasons. Oh, did you? Yeah, I stopped. And I just three, thought they I got, think. it got worse. It's worse. the same thing over and over, yeah. but I love every, every bit of it. Yeah. It's a, it's just a great show. So I'm anticipating the yeah. end of that show. I'm dreaming about that. My shout out is actually, I'm, it's kind of a repeat of last, last week, uh, is to Apple arcade, because if you had the iOS 13 beta, you got to check out Apple arcade a little early. Now, I don't know if we're going to talk about this on the show or not, but they didn't tell the developers that their games were going live early. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, so a lot of developers were a little shocked by that. But so far, every game I've checked out on Apple Arcade, first of all, it's downloaded seamlessly, you know, no problems there. Um, and they've all been, I've enjoyed every game, even like, I, I think I've only checked out five or six and some of them only for 10 minutes, but um, every game that I've checked out so far, I've enjoyed more than most I would maybe say all other games I've ever played on, you know, mobile device. So shout out just for making a good product, getting good partners on board. I'm sure we'll start seeing worse and worse products as we go um, coming out of that ecosystem. Uh, But it's just so nice to have a game that's made well, that you know that the developers are getting paid well for, and they aren't constantly hounding you with ways to make more money, microtransactions, all that, and actually letting you just play a game that's good. So that's my shout out. I want to I want to have a part 2 of my shout out that connects to Ben's dream. Okay. If I may real quick. You may. Because Mike Judge who did Silicon Valley is another one of these brilliant minds yeah. that's created, you know, King of the Hill, The Good Family, Office Office Space, um Extract, what Idiocracy, just I forgot about phew, Extract. God, he's amazing. Like everything he does is the same. It's brilliant also. These people that just can create so much good stuff. It's incredible. Hmm. They got a formula, man. Yeah. Yep. They create the formula, but then they follow it. Correct. I'm going to start my shout out with, I don't know who the shout out goes to, whether it's Walmart or Sega. I'll give it to both. But uh, I, I don't in, ever give a shout out to Walmart. No. One okay. It's going it. to Sega. <laughs> I rolled into Walmart. Uh, let's see. What was this? Monday, yesterday. Uh, yesterday. And I went to go buy some Amiibo. Okay. Because for some reason, Walmart broke the street date and they're selling them now, even though they're out Friday. 
and for three dollars cheaper. So I got Snake. And I Dude, got, they've been selling Switch games for ten bucks cheaper. Like ten too. bucks right. cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I got Snake and I got Squirtle. They did not have Ivasaur. I would have bought that as well. Oh, so yeah. I, I still have a pre-order on Amazon, so I'm good to go. While I was there, though, I happened to look, and I'm like, hmm, that's the Sega Genesis Mini down there. And uh, that's not out till Friday either. And so I bought one, which I was totally expecting to be locked out because sometimes they'll stock stuff. Right. And then you take it to the register, and then it won't ring through. Right. Like, it'll just say, cannot sell until this date. There's nothing you can do about it. So I thought I'd try it anyway. And nothing yeah. they can do about it. Usually, like, corporate puts that in there. Right, or yeah. Like. So, yeah, it was totally fine. Totally bought it. 80 bucks. There's a little unboxing video on our YouTube channel. And so I've been having a lot of fun with that system the past couple of days. It's uh, It seems to be the most quality of these retro consoles. It's got 40 games. The games are pretty much all bangers. It's what you would expect. Of course, there's going to be omissions, right? There's no Hyperstone Heist, which is the main thing that I was <laughs> disappointed right. about. But there's lots of good stuff. I mean, there's like Sonic 1 and 2. You've got uh, Gunstar Heroes. And like, there's just a lot of good stuff in there. And it comes with two controllers. So it's a nice little system. It's out this Friday. I've won a small... Criticism of the oh. video unboxing. Okay. No, it was a very good video. I loved watching it because I was uh, sitting at work, had a couple minutes. I saw the tweet come around. And I'm like, I think I actually, I was like, did we get one of those? Or maybe not. Maybe yeah. Something yeah. else. Uh, no, I asked you about sign out. Anyway, but I'm thinking, did we get this? And then I watch your video and you're talking about getting a Walmart. I was going to send that video to people that uh, know we have the site and be like, hey, look what we got. Look what you have. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> talk right at the beginning, eh, pick this up at Walmart. Cause I was like, well, I can't try to pass it off. Like, <laughs> The reason, you know, I thought about that, like, maybe I should just unbox it or whatever. But, like, no. I don't want to give the impression that no, I, like, no. stole it or either that I stole it or a I got it through. mission goes a long way sometimes. Yeah, right. that I got it through some kind of illegitimate. Right. Well, you, yeah, the main thing is we don't want to spoil our relationships with PR people Correct. and make them think Correct. that we somehow, you know, yes. got it through means that they didn't mean for it to get, us to get it to. Right. I was just going to omit some facts when I sent the video to friends and be like, oh, you guys getting a second? Here's an unboxing of it. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they did that, though. Why yeah. they had it there early. I guarantee that there, uh, a, a uh, cart came in. You know, they call them carts at Walmart. A cart came in, and it was all all the video game SKUs, and it was supposed to have... It either did have a street date on it, and someone ignored it, or it didn't have the street date on it. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, it wasn't locked out of the system. Yeah, but those, those are the same turkeys that made me wait four hours for a Super NES Classic when it came out. Right. Like, they had them sitting there, and I'm just... Waiting Wait in around. line for four hours. Yeah. All the nerds. You just know. Just me and the nerds. Yeah, I don't. You know what that means, Phil? No. I don't. I never thought about the fact that I might myself be a nerd. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. I tweeted over to Wario that said, hey, your mileage may vary, but you might want to check out your Walmart if you want to get this. Mm-hmm. No response from Wario. Wario. I responded. Apparently not newsworthy enough. I thought he responded. Uh, well, he put it up there like a, a couple hours before that. He did? Uh, I thought he did. Oh, I, totally I thought I saw an interaction I totally between the two When you of told you. me, uh, maybe it wasn't him, but I know that when you told me you got it yeah. early, I had already seen someone else have it. So oh. I thought it was from him. Maybe maybe I was oblivious. But hmm. anyway, it's a cool little system, and uh, it's very nice. Check it out this Friday. 
and check out our unboxing if you'd like. My shout out, or no, that was the shout out, the dream. I have conflicting dreams right now. Oh, boy. You know, because I'm very, very deep into Fire Emblem. And I'm behind because I wanted to play Astral Chain, you know? And so I haven't I haven't bought that. I haven't played it. And this Friday, Link's Awakening. Add into the list. And you just got Blood and Truth. I got Blood and Truth. But Blood and Truth is just like, I'll play half hour right. here or there. It's not... Uh, it's it's the side game, as uh, Dave said. You know, it's, side it's, game. It's my side, side game right now. <laughs> it's a side hoe. Yeah. So that's what I think that Dave called it, called it like a side game hoe or something like that. Right. My wife actually wants me to put in my phone under her name side piece, so that if someone sees my phone on the ground, like on the table when it rings, yeah, it would say side piece, and then it'd be real funny. Mm. That's the kind of things we laugh about. This is the home. same. <laughs> this is the same wife that told you she would love to be called a snack. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yep. So yeah, I'm I'm conflicting because I'm I'm thinking like, man, I want to pick up Link's Awakening, but I also want Astro Chain still. Though a lot of people are playing Borderlands Three right now, yeah. and I'm seeing that, and I surprisingly don't have any FOMO. I just don't care. Borderlands Three for me is one of those games that like, if someone said, "Hey, play this game," I would play it and I would love it, but I don't feel the need to buy it or rush out and you know i only wanted to play it because a lot of people i don't like were upset about certain things about it (laughs) so that made me want to play it but i just don't have time yeah other things to play let's take this right into the news because the first thing i wrote on the news here is a little discussion we can have that says surprise borderlands 3 might not be as good as reviews said yeah and i'm sticking by that of course there are many people that have it and are absolutely loving it right there are clearly performance issues though remember what we said last week might be some performance issues. Might be something a little funny going on here. Mm-hmm. And there is. If you look at the Metacritic uh, audience score, which is not something you should judge the quality of a game by. Yeah. It's closer to like five. So I I wanted to get your now that we have the all the info. Phil, you listened last week how we were talking about how yes. there's some fucky business going mm-hmm. on. I so did. I don't know. Do you, do we think now in now that we've seen everything that two K was pulling some some weird shit with Gearbox? I mean, I thought so last week. You, definitely, I don't think my opinions changed. You put selected reviewers in a closed environment and let them and tell them to play a game that nobody else can play that's supposed to be co op. That just seems a little weird to me already. Right. Yeah, it's definitely odd, and it's it's interesting too. Just that you know the performance issues are. We've had two games now in a row that have had pretty bad performance issues. That and uh, Control. Well, so not from the same studio. Not from the same studio. No, but I'm just saying that you know we're getting into late in the generation, and we're still having these games with terrible, terrible performance issues. I also feel like both games came out sooner than they should have. Hmm. Generally, if you have performance issues, that's well, yeah, even aside from that, just the basic timeline of things being announced and then I don't know, it just felt like both came out way faster than I expected them to come out. Yeah. Well, control was almost a year, wasn't it? Yeah. But for bigger games, sometimes that's not that much. Yeah. I mean, unless you're Call of Duty or something, you know, maybe control was actually over a year. But either way. Yeah. Control was E3. Yeah. About a year and a half. Right. I think it was E3 2018. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Ben, I did wanted to talk about Apple Arcade real quick because you had briefly touched on it. Uh-huh. But I think it's a cool service, so we should talk, do a little extended thing about it. So Apple Arcade is out this Friday. 
you'll have to update your iPhone or iPad or Mac or whatever to iOS 13 in order to get it. $4.99 a month. And so what did you think about the list of games that you saw? I know you said you played about six, but Five just six, looking at yeah. the list, what did you think? Um, looking at the list, I thought about half of them seemed like they would be games I would at least like to pop into. Right. Uh, about 40% looked like games that I didn't have. I mean, they look, didn't look like bad games. They're just not my style, not what I want to play. And about 10%, I was like, I cannot wait to play this. Mm. So that's pretty good for me because I'm generally with games kind of picky, especially phone games. If I'm going to play something on my phone, it's got to be really good to keep my attention. Um, so the, the list that I've, you know, everything I've seen so far, uh, I thought was really good. Now, again, I don't know how that'll change in six months if we'll start seeing pure garbage come out or not. But I have a feeling that this being a subscription service, hopefully Apple will curate it pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's some some standout titles on it right now. Like, obviously, Sayonara Wild Hearts. That seems to be the one that they're, like, pushing as the right. premier title. When you open up the Apple Arcade tab, it's the biggest thing but what surprises me is that there are some well-known franchises that have games in there that I didn't even know was going to be there. Right. Like the pseudo sequel to Enter the Gungeon uh-huh. called Exit the Gungeon is on there. There's a Rayman game called uh, Mini Rayman, I believe. Yeah, Rayman Mini. There's also uh, a Shantae game Yeah, in there. I did see that. A Shantae brand new 5 one. or something. It's just funny to me that at Apple's event, they're like, hey, we got Apple Arcade. Here's Sinar Wild Hearts, which is coming, and Frogger. Frogger, Frogger and Toyland. Like, looking at that list, I'm like, why the fuck did yeah. they put Frogger on that stage? Other than it's a recognizable name. Right. That's exactly why. Because it's a name that their shareholders recognize. That's a very good point. But I guess don't even what? think about that. Guess what? I was watch- sitting there literally watching my stock as I was watching the conference. And when they, I think I might have mentioned this on the show. I don't know for sure. But when they mentioned Frogger, the stock dove like a percent, which is a significant amount when it's a, you know, over $200 stock per share. So so they're like Frogger and everybody's like, no. Let's talk about iOS 13. I put a tweet out about this, but I want to see what you guys thought. iOS 13 has controller support. Yeah. Now, we've already had controller support from specific Apple branded controllers that are expensive and bad. But now you'll be able to hook up your Xbox one or PS4 controller to your iPad, to your iPhone or whatever, and play some games. And I feel like this is a, a bigger deal than we realize. Now I was using a controller to play Sinar wild hearts, but pretty much the, all the other games I checked out on Apple arcade had controller support, but was that the case for you as well? Uh, yes. Well, everything I tried it with did. I didn't try it with everything. Uh, the one game that I really thought, oh, there's no way this is going to have controller support is Mini Motorways. Yeah. It's the um, like kind of spiritual successor to Mini Metro, I think. And Mini Motorways, I was like, it's, it's you know, you you drag and drop stuff, roads and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, this probably isn't going to have controller support. And it did. And then I played uh, this pinball wizard game. I think it's it's called the pinball wizard. And I thought, well, you know, it'll probably have controller support, but, you know, it's not going to have bumper support. It's not going to, you know, tell you to use the triggers and stuff. And sure enough, it did. It even yeah. popped up on the screen and told you to use the triggers since my 
controller was connected. So my thing about the controller, though, is just how easy it was to connect. And then I thought, I need another controller. Because, I mean, I already have a couple right. for my system, but I don't always want to take them away from my PlayStation. So there's been a couple of notable indies that have been pushed out to iPhone. Uh, Dead Cells mm-hmm. is one. Uh, Hyper Light Drifter is one. And I was thinking, I'm like, man, these games on the go. I mean, obviously they're on Switch, but these games on the go on an iPad with a controller sounds awesome. And I was thinking like, man, you could put some pretty serious games on the iPad and you take it with you. You have a controller like, you know, on a flight or something like that. Just throw a controller in your bag. And Life is Strange would be one of Life those games. You could, mm-hmm. you could play Life is Strange. Yes. That's that's uh, a possibility. You could. <laughs> you could do that. Right. I don't know if you should. But I was thinking about well, you, you mentioned should. like, I don't know, four months ago probably we're gonna, that you thought something like CTR could come to iOS right. with having the controller support. And I was thinking, for some reason I was thinking specifically, I'm like, the iPad, especially the newer models, clearly have to be more powerful than the, the Switch. You would think. I mean, the Switch is not only a couple years old now, whereas the newer iPads are, you know, fresh Apple technology and stuff. But they're also usually a lot more expensive. Right. Than, well, I don't know. Than a, than a Switch would be. Think about like an iPad Pro or even sure, a Pro, something yeah. like that. But, but the new iPad, the newest one that's coming out later this month or whatever, is 329 and a Switch costs you 300 Right. And you yeah. can't do everything you can do on an iPad with a Switch. I don't know. Not that you're getting the same exact caliber of games, but you're right that there's the potential there. I'd have to do the research. I'm curious if someone searched like the like the specific NVIDIA chip right. that's in the Switch versus the Apple A14, whatever chip it is now, how they would compare. Because I was like, man, what if you had Doom running on an iPad that had controller support, something like that? Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I don't know. I just see it, that there's a lot of potential well i think the thing that developers and probably apple too need to keep in mind and and probably are keeping in mind is that you can put out an amazing game on the ipad that that needs controller support or that has controller support but you don't want to necessarily you're not going to have a huge hit on your hands if your game isn't also touch controlled right because not everybody has a controller and certainly not everybody's going to take the time to connect it if they do have one um there's only like one step to connecting a PS4 controller to your phone, but I can just imagine Phil having the toughest time with it. I was able to get both that and my Xbox controller hooked up to my laptop. So. Well, I'm pretty impressed. And that took some doing. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you that in theory, those games would be great, but you have to imagine the time and energy it would take to put them on the iPad mm. for if you're only going to have it available for a limited market, a limited market within a limited market, that that's going to be, you know, a big ask. That is frustrating to think about the fact that they will have to have some kind of touch support. Yeah. For sure. But I'll tell you what, though, I guarantee it's going to move PS4 and Xbox or Xbox One controllers. Right. Yeah. Probably. Most likely. For sure. But yeah, I was thinking I was like, man, I wonder if there there's a way if you have an Apple TV, you can stream your Apple TV, your iPad to your Apple TV. Certain things. Certain things. Yeah. You can do airplay. You can't you can't do everything. Yeah. But arcade is going to be available on the Apple TV. Yeah. So I wonder if there will be some cross save functionality. Okay. There's there's iCloud save. The other thing I was wondering about arcade is all the games are obvious on iPhone and iPad. 
are they are all of them available on Apple TV and Mac as well? I don't know if they all are. I know that they're the up arcades on those platforms. Right. But. I think the majority of them are slated to be, but I don't think I don't know if they're all on all of them. I could be totally wrong, though. Um, the thing about the Apple TV is if there are games that are only touch compatible or best played with touch. Yeah. Uh, and there are those games that are best played with touch. Um, then you know, you're not going to be able to have them on Apple TV and probably not as much on the, the Mac, even though you have a trackpad or something like that. It's not going to be the same. So there may be some that are limited, but I think the goal is for the majority to be on there. Right. Oh, I just realized um, my, my Apple TV, I got it for free, so I'm not complaining. It was in my sister's house when they moved in. The previous owners left it there. It's the Apple TV 3, I think. And the newest one that's or the oldest one that you can use it with is Apple TV four. So I won't be able to check it out unless I buy a new Apple TV and I don't really have any inclination to do that right now. Um, but I was thinking like how cool it would be to, to do that on your TV even. Right. Let's talk about Cuphead. Ooh. Cuphead. This is just a quick thing. Cuphead has hit the number one spot on the jazz billboard charts. Wow. wow. So this is the first time a video game soundtrack has hit number one on the jazz charts. I think this is specifically due to the I am eight bit vinyl release that they did of the compilation of all of them. It was like $30 and you get like a mix of songs. I bought it. Yeah. It's a fantastic little cl- collection. I am eight bit does, does a very good job with their like packaging and overall presentation. Very nice. Right. But I thought this was a neat little thing, you know, yeah. number one. Absolutely. They just released uh, the music so you can play like high school bands and stuff can play Cuphead uh-huh. music and that's stuff awesome. like that. The music charts. I'm like, that's pretty dang cool. I saw talking about charts. This has nothing to do with Cuphead. I think it was Rolling Stones list, their top 10 list or something. I think nine of the 10 were Post Malone. Whoa. And didn't it come out like a week after Taylor Swift? Yeah, oh, at least so. a week. I'm like, well, maybe a couple of weeks. I don't right. know. And I'm like. I wonder how Taylor Swift feels right now. Didn't Taylor Swift get owned by Tool? Probably. That was a big thing that was like Tool fans versus Swifties. Right. I don't on get Twitter. Tool. I just don't get Tool. Like, I, I don't get the draw at all. I've always just thought they were fine. Yeah, they are just fine. Yeah. I was talking uh, to one of our uh, writers, Boo Stewart, and my co-host. Yes. About Tool when I was actually visiting with her, and she... I was like, I've never heard Tool in my life. Like, I have no clue what they sound like. I'm sure if you heard one of their songs, you'd know it. I mean, I, one of their more famous songs. I listened to the the song that was out at the time on the way home uh, from their new album. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, it was, it was fine. perfectly fine. It was too long. I'm just not about 10-minute songs They have anymore. very long songs. Like, I'm just like, enough. Yeah. Unless Five. you're Weird Al, don't put a 10-minute song out. Some bands, though, it's like every song we're talking 10 minutes. I'm like, it just feels pretentious. I think Tool's new album, most of them are over eight. I think. I didn't listen to it. Stupid. I can't say. I was talking to my dad about that, how I feel like the problem with more recent Iron Maiden albums is that there's too many 10-minute songs. Right. And they need to go back to writing pop metal songs. Right. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. My dad like kind of like cocked his head at me when I said pop metal songs. I'm like, no. Follow First chorus, first chorus, bridge, or whatever, you know. Right. Follow the standard format. Make it like Iron Maiden songs are catchy. Sure. Even though they're metal. That's right. like you remember the chorus of the trooper. Right. Or then the verses, right? So interesting thing to think about. 
Let's talk about Nintendo. Nintendo released a really weird video. I think this was like two weeks ago. That was like a new experience coming to Nintendo Switch. It was people. It just showed the people. No gameplay. Playing with this weird ring. It was like a exercise ring. Yeah. It was like you could like pull it as like a resistance workout and hold it and do all kinds of weird shit with it. Anyway. They finally revealed what that product is in a video that was like revealing the experience we showed last week. Like it didn't say the name in the video, which I thought was a little weird, uh-huh. but it's a game. It's an exercise game called Ring Fit Adventure. And there's a seven minute preview that you can watch that is really weird. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this other than they have two presenters talking about the game. They're overly smiley and have like a, a wide eyed look that just I found a little bit disturbing. So in Ring Fit Adventure, you have the ring con and the leg strap. Oh, man. And the reg- leg strap is a little like garter that you wear that holds the uh, the one Joy-Con and the other one holds the other. Just like the uh, Wii remotes. Right. Back in the day. Sort of, yeah. So this is an adventure game that is all about exercising. And there's Tons of different exercises you can do with this ring thing. Uh-huh. Like it showed like you running in the game, like you hold the ring con and then you run in place and then you can like push off the ground and it will like make you jump in the game or you can like blast stuff. There's also like some you like land on the fucking floor <laughs> and like, you know, doing stuff with your feet with this ring. And yeah. then there's like people you're pulling on the ring and it's a whole to do. Right. Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> I think it'll be big. <laughs> I think it's going to be big, too, but I don't know if I am. I don't know. Nintendo has had this weird, like, side hustle of, inter- like, entertainment slash exercise games. And I feel like Wii Fit was pretty successful. Yeah, it was. Overall. And so this is just a continuation of, of that. Right. Phil, you're you're out. out. You're hard out. Hard out. Tell me about this. I mean, I work out for a half hour in the morning. When I get home from work, that's time for video games or what else. I don't want to work out while I play my video game. Mm. They're separate things. I don't feel like you're actually going to get any results you want. I barely get results I want from actual workout. I'll right. tell you what. Well, go ahead and finish your thought. From putting but... a garter on and, and, you know, a little foot strap or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't watch the video. I just saw screenshots, so I didn't actually watch it in action. But yeah. It just did that ring thing didn't do it for me. I when the Wii Fit Plus or whatever it was came out. Yeah, that was like that the either. little puck thing that you carried around. Oh, no, I don't know. When there was a game, EA Wii Fit or so, I don't know. There was something that came out and you had like exercise bands and you could use the Wii remotes and everything. They had like a 90 day challenge or something. Uh, no, it was a, I know it was a 90 day, day challenge and I did that 90 day challenge and didn't change anything else about my life except for that, like either three or five times a week. I think it was five times a week. You had to get on and do whatever the stuff was for like 20 minutes or something. I lost like 18 pounds in 90 days Wow! just Whoa. doing that, not changing anything else. So it was effective. I would disagree with you saying it wouldn't be effective. Now, whether or not people are going to do it and stick with it, I don't know. It just depends on your personality. If you're someone who already wants to, to find something to exercise with, then this might be a great option for you. Right. If you're somebody who's just like fine with what you're doing already, 
then it's not going to drive you to it. Like, this isn't something I want to check out because I'm not looking for a new workout routine. Right. I think it yep. does depend on the type of person you are because I'm not a, I've just, I don't really work out at all. I have worked out. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I felt like my workout times were a great time to think. Right. Like, I would just, you know, put on an album and I would either sit on, you know, do the bike or I would, you know, do a treadmill. It was a great time for me to like process. It's like a shower almost. It yeah. has it's that same process. It's like okay, now I can sit and think about what's going on in my life. What should I, what should I do? What move should I make next? What shouldn't I do? It's hard or, to be distracted in the shower. Yeah. So that's just me though. So I think there's plenty of people that they start running or they start you know doing whatever workout and they're like, wow, this is terribly boring. And so to have some kind of entertainment aspect, I think could be really effective. I mean. You see tons of people losing weight with VR, like either doing the boxing stuff or even Beat Saber. And so here's the thing. Okay, let's let's touch back to Nintendo here and I'll see what you guys think. So it's out on October 18th. Cost $79. Is this product going to be hit? I mean, probably. 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 It's Nintendo. I want to know how Labo did for them. Do you think Labo sold them, made them money? I don't know because I don't feel like it was that long after the Labo concept kind of came around that I started seeing it on clearance at like Target and Walmart. And then now I haven't heard anything for months and months. It was down to like $20 at one point. They had one big like starter kit that was down to 20 bucks, and I was going to buy it, but um, they were all sold out of them at, at all my local stores. So I didn't. I didn't go searching for it. It wasn't something I wanted badly. It was just like, well, if I can get this and play with the kids, it'll be fun. If not, whatever. I think Nintendo, I can't remember what podcast I heard this on, but Nintendo in their investor meetings has talk about their quality of life. It was on Easy Allies. I think it was Easy Allies, yeah. yeah. This is a, a very important thing for them that they have brought up over and over. And they've done weird. They've, they've always done things like this. Right. As far back as the NES yeah. with the, the power pad and then... Uh, I think Super Nintendo didn't necessarily have anything, but if you think about uh, the Super Scope, Super Scope, that's not really exercise <laughs> though. Um, what about Rob the Robot? That was probably exercise. Rob related. the Robot, <laughs> probably right. Chase you around. But do you guys remember? There's like there's like one screenshot of it of the Wii Vitality sensor. Oh man, I it was vaguely. it was a thing that plugged into your. It was like a finger thing. Yeah, that you plugged into your Wii mode. Right to the back of it. it. Yeah. So, wow, they've been into doing this here and there. So I'm really, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. I think it's a cultural thing. I mean, it's, you know, Japanese workplaces, and this is a stereotype, but it's also based in some reality. Um, mo- many Japanese workplaces start out mornings or their workday with group exercise. Yeah. So, like, it's part of their day-to-day culture. So. For it to be a push of theirs isn't totally surprising. For it to be successful anywhere outside of Japan is a little bit surprising. Dude, I think they made so much fucking money off Wii Fit. Oh, yeah. I know that that was probably... I don't remember the numbers exactly. I recall that being very, very successful. I would imagine. And, I mean, how many peripherals did they have with it? Well, they had Wii Fit, and then you could buy Wii Fit Plus, the add-on. There was, like, a Wii Fit 2, basically. Which worked with the same board, but had like new workouts. Right. And then they had Wii Fit U, like that worked with the Wii U, and you could use your old board and stuff like that. Yeah. But 
I mean, there's no reason to think they won't make money, whether or not it's going to make their quarter. Who knows? Yeah. But you don't need to make your quarter if you can make a little money. Mm-hmm. I remember we got we my mom wanted we fit and we got it for her for Christmas. And I was like, oh, cool. This will be fun. And I was like, this is this is not very fun. Oh, wait, but this terrible. is work. Yeah. I'm like, this <laughs> is this is not that great. OK, here's a small one. Uh Discord. You guys know Discord. It's uh, like a chat service for gamers. Speaking of, hmm? join our Discord channel. Join our Discord, handsomefandom.com slash Discord. They have a game store, but it's being discontinued. The oh. Nitro Game Store. I just thought this was funny and sad because... It didn't last very long. Right. It was a big deal when it was announced. It was talking about, oh, a new store other than Steam. This was a crazy idea at the time. Right. And it seemed a little promising. And then Epic Games just stomped all over them. Yep. And now they're closing up shop. So I didn't share this with you, but when did this get announced? About two weeks ago? No, that they were closing it last week. I just saw it in, uh, on Reddit Games in the past week. Okay, yeah. So Within 48 hours before the like announcement came out that they were shuttering it, Whatever that was, whether it was two weeks ago or last week, I sent an email to Discord because sometimes game stores will put you on their whitelist so that you get the games that are coming out on their service and you can review them as a media outlet and everything. Right. So I sent a, a thing to Discord. Uh, I had sent one prior, like way back before we were, uh, before our numbers were as high. But I sent updated numbers and asked about it and didn't get a response. And then, like, I think it was yesterday, Monday. Yesterday was Monday. I think it was yesterday. That I got a response that said, sorry, as you know, as you've probably seen, we're shuttering our service, you know. Yeah. I think it used that language, but um, so I just thought it was funny. It was like, you know, no, sorry, you can't have a, you can't be whitelisted because there is no store. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing they weren't making very much money off it to begin with because you don't even, I literally hadn't thought about it. Right. Since they announced it. I think we checked out a couple games at PAX. At the Discord booth. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that was it. It's right. like, now it's completely over. Was Discord as an entity present at E3 this year? Because they were last year in, in big numbers. I don't recall. I don't, I don't recall think they them. were. It was no. PAX that they had a big presence. They did have a big presence at PAX, but I'm wondering what changed from 2018 and 2019. You reminded me of a news item oh, that yeah. I didn't put in here. But the Game Awards, the date has been announced. And, of course, it is this December. It is December the 12th, right? 12th. 12th, yeah. Right. And I was disappointed because <laughs> we were talking about going. And we're still might end up going. I don't know. But one of our favorite bands, Thrice, is playing the day after what we thought was going to be the 5th. Because they've been doing it early, the week before the last few years. I think the last since it started. Right. And now they have moved it to the week yeah. The second week of December. So who knows? Maybe the HP boys will be going. Maybe they won't. Phil, you won't be on vacation anymore. I will be. I will. Are you still on vacation? Well, I'm leaving on Saturday. So I'm leaving on the 7th. And I figured that, you know, obviously if the Game Awards was on Thursday, I obviously wouldn't be home probably in time to catch my early morning flight on Saturday to go to Mm. Florida. So that's, I mean, technically I wasn't in Florida yet, but I didn't figure we'd be back in time. Yeah, I will be there. I'm there from the seventh to the fourteenth. Yeah. yeah. So the well, thing I thought you were going to announce was about the thing I sent you 
with E3 making some changes. I have that in okay, here. Okay, cool. I have that in here. I saw a headline. I'm excited to hear this because I didn't actually read this yet. Let's, before we talk about that, let's talk about Control. Control revealed their roadmap. A couple interesting points here. Fall 2019, uh, we're getting a photo mode. Oh. Which I was just like, I think it's funny when photo mode's a big point. Do people really care about this? There that are much? people who there do. are some. There's a some, few. The, yeah, I don't usually jive with them, but yeah. Usually the thing about photo mode people. that most people don't realize: if you love photo mode, that's great, and I'm happy for you that you have that pleasure. But the biggest thing that photo mode does is help the help you promote the developer's game for them. Yep. Because you're going to share those cool pictures you take inside the game. Yep. Okay. They were very vague. About the other things. December 2019 is a DLC called Expedition. Early 2020, one called The Foundation. Finally, in mid-2020, this is the most interesting one. It's simply labeled A-W-E. Mm-hmm. And in the icon, there is a picture eerily similar to the front cover of the game, Alan Wake. <sighs> so people are guessing that this stands for Alan Wake Expansion. So AWE, that's a term they use in the game yeah. as well. So it's like a double double meaning here. There's no reason these these worlds can't be in the same universe, though. New Okay. Articles have... They've, there's been articles about this, so I'm comfortable saying it. Control and Alan Wake take place in the same universe. Right. Like confirmed from okay. stuff that okay. is mentioned. Mm. Like, art, like different things you can pick up in the game. They talk about gotcha. Alan Wake. So it I hadn't it, seen that. It clearly makes sense for those worlds to be connected. Right. Max Payne floating around anywhere? Or Who knows? He, uh, he might be, I don't know. I didn't see any Max Payne any stuff. Any crazy babies on the ceiling? I need to worry about. Oh, crazy babies on the ceiling. I don't know. There's like a crazy weird baby level where it's crawling through things. I don't remember that. Is that Max Payne 2? Max Payne 1, I think it was. Oh. Was I remember that, but I don't have any clue what game it was. I think it was the first one. Huh. Interesting. Let's talk about E3. Ben, did you read this article? I read an article. I don't know what article you have. Okay, I have the one from GameDaily.biz. I think that's what I read. Give me the rundown because I feel like I've been talking a lot. Well, basically, E3 is trying to make some big changes, and I don't remember all of them, so you'll have to help me out here. But one of them is they're going to sell 10,000 more, uh, uh, not vendor or exhibitor, but um, gamer passes, essentially. That sounds terrible. 10,000 more. Yes, that sounds terrible. That's almost double. Uh, Yes. Uh, so they're going to sell some more and try to fill up the show floor a little more. They're also going to be putting in some uh, more experiences, I guess. They want to try to create. They didn't give any examples that I saw, but they want to create some more experiences for people to do things while they're in line for other things. As they had well a great experience last year, though. It was try to stay safe when everyone in the world has your par- uh, personal information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, that that was was a, a good fun game. experience. I like that game. Wow. Okay. A lot. Good. Um, and then the third thing that I remember out of it is there there's some talk about extending uh, media hours, uh, potentially making it an entire day of media, and then the rest of it be media and general mixed. That's that's, that's okay. Phenomenal that's idea. That's yeah. Uh, what, what else did I miss out of that article? So the ESA, this is from the article, the ESA is trying to rebrand E3 as a, quote, fan, media, and influencer festival. For next year's event. I hate everything that you just said. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. Yeah, I did see that. They were going to be like trying to rely more oh, on media God. to influence or in, influencers to push the event. So this is from a leaked 
pitch deck. So this isn't confirmed. This was right. just what someone was pitching. So it says, in a pitch deck intended for lobbying groups members, the ESA says it has plans to adapt its offerings in response to feedback gathered from publishers. As part of its overhaul, the group proposes leaning into influencers and paid celebrity deals with talent representation agencies like UTA and CAA. The deck includes two examples of these high-profile celebrity activations, including members of the Los Angeles Lakers playing a basketball video game in front of fans or actors competing in a tournament. These attractions rely on massive change to E3's show floor. The presentation includes a sample of what the L.A. Convention Center's West Hall might look like with eight experience hubs in the middle of traditional booths. ESA members voice approval for the new show floor plan. It's interesting because we can see some of the slides here. And it's so funny when they talk like you hear like the marketing speak. It says the power of social good. This is from one slide. Research shows that millennials and Gen Z are the most giving back slash social good generations ever. By amplifying E3 social good with brands, we can advance the industry's brand brand with consumers while storing positive chits. What's chits mean? C-H-I-T-S for future use. One tactic we can implement is partnering with influencers, celebrities, athletes, YouTube personalities who are passionate about E3 relevant social good efforts. For example, gender equality and STEM. Or <laughs> you could just put Dr. Disrespect in the bathroom. That's another great idea. would sell it. So, yeah, the, the idea here is very lenient on um, brand partnerships, uh, working with influencers, having these experience, bringing in celebrities, along with, of course, as Ben said, having a one-day media event. That's the only good thing event. about it. So that's Phil, that's the only thing. That, what do you think about this idea of like bringing in, you know, so celebrities and stuff? I like it minus one aspect. I think it's great if you're not selling 10,000 more tickets. Now there's going to be so many more people around. But if you have the same amount of tickets sold and you have these celebrities there, the the you know, the c- consumers will be distracted by the celebrities while we try the games. So, well, here's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Do they need 10,000 more tickets? Because if I recall correctly, and I could be totally off on this, I'm pretty sure they were still selling tickets the week of the event. Probably. And I'm pretty sure that they did not hit capacity or sell out. Now they expect to sell 25,000. And they want to sell more. So, I don't know. I don't know if they even I mean, maybe part of that is the marketing idea and, you know, to, to get more influencers and stuff to push the event. But if they're going to sell 10,000 more tickets, they're not going to sell them for the same price they're selling them now. That's for sure. Here's a quick list I found of the summary of everything that they think is considering what's new at E3. And this is just a pitch, right? So this, this is a, just a pitch. Yeah. Newly uh, conceived and designed show floor digital E3 experience. Industry slash media day, more players and fans, PR opportunities for companies to enhance brands, opportunities to market directly to players, social media influencer engagement, celebrity engagement program, attendee app scheduling, uh, quintainment to allow for line engagement, cutainment, cutainment, that makes more sense, paid media partnership, photo ops and video game tournaments 
paid media. Okay, first of all, the idea of paid media uh, involvement is just just sends Morongo. gross chills all over yes. my body. According to this, their idea is that Tuesday would be industry influencers and media only, and then Wednesday and Thursday would be open to all. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm just going to say this because it mentioned in the article. I don't like it when people who review games are somehow involved with their events and then still review the game. If you're going to be involved with their events, if they're going to pay you to be a part of it, whatever, then you have to say, I'm not giving my review for this game. Like you have to have a separation there. Yeah. This I've always found funny is that there are, I don't know. The fine line between influencer and reviewer is become so blurred now. And I, there are certain influencers that are not reviewers. Right. That's fine. But I think if their fans don't realize that it's like, yeah, you know, if you are an influencer and you have a show that you're being paid to do, it's dedicated to one game. Hopefully I'm not being too hyper specific. Right. But uh, that's a commercial. Yeah. And that's all it is. And as long as it's disclosed as such and you don't continue any further uh you know interest in the game being promoted like as far as being good or bad then i think that's okay if that's what you want to do but when you start talking if you're someone who regularly commentates if you're not just a personality and you actually commentate on the quality of games that's an issue for me right yeah and i think that's where it gets murky is that even though these influence influencers aren't reviewing games they are like they are a voice that people listen to right. on what to buy and they're being paid to do these types of things. So it's like a very morally gray yeah. area. Anyway, let's talk about E3. So I feel like this is it's it's difficult because E3 needs money more than anything else. I think right now is that they are hurting financially and they need to figure out ways to make more money. But. I don't know. Part of me wonders, it's like, should E3 just go try to go back to the way it was before? You know, like, I'm I'm just kind of lost at like, is this really what E3 needs to be in order to be successful? What do you guys think? I think that's the only way to save the show at this point is to have more people attending it. But it also has to be, I mean, they need to sell more tickets is what I'm saying. Um, but it also has to be a show that people want to come to. You know, you could have had 10,000 more tickets last year, and if they still didn't sell out of what you had, it's, it wouldn't have helped. So you have to have a reason for, you know, however many more tickets you want to sell. But and Sony would be a big reason. I think there would be a big reason, but I don't think people didn't come. Okay, there were some for sure. But I don't think by and large it was – lackluster because just Sony wasn't there. Mm. There was a presence throughout the whole place that just wasn't there. There was something missing. I guess what's interesting to me is that the the industry no longer has a trade show, really. Right. I mean, E3 is still a trade show in that deals happen. You know, we we've talked about this before how you see the the underbelly of E3 where, you know, the, the movers and shakers are, but it's just interesting to me that if I feel like this industry can support 
an industry only show and might only, and might actually need one. Right, right. And now it's morphed into this weird thing that it was never intended to be. It's like and the Facebook of trade shows. Yeah. I mean, honestly. And now it's just people are pulling out, you know, big companies are pulling out like Sony because it's not that they anymore. They don't need it. Yeah. So as E3 moves in this direction even harder, are we going to see more companies pull out? Because that's why Sony pulled out, you know? Like, I feel like they think, well... It's certainly part of it. I think part of it was their overall strategy for next-gen, too. But Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, especially, will we see Sony return to E3, especially if it's something like this? We'll probably find out in April. I don't know. Or February, or whenever they're doing their thing. I think it was April. They're doing their little reveal. They'll probably... They're doing a reveal thing? I think so. There, there's there's rumors that sometime in the spring that they've got mm. a reveal coming. And uh let's have another PSX. All right. Yeah, that'd be great. PSX be great. early twenty twenty. I think we've go. learned anything. We don't know what Sony's doing. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. That's for sure. Ever. Putting out a horseshoe shaped console. <laughs> uh, that dev was the, the dev kit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't I highly doubt it'll actually look like that. No, it will not. Absolutely will not. That's all I got it. for this show. The Dang. only other thing I had was just sad. I guess I'll just say it real quick. Well, you ended on a happy note last week, so let's end on a sad note this week. Anthem is being added to EA's access oh, program, yeah, which fine. is $5 a month. So it's like, yeah. it's a white flag, if you ask me, for Anthem. It's over. Uh, it was yep. over immediately. Yeah. So uh, I'll end on a happy note. Okay. Um, I don't know if you'll be hearing promos in this show right now or if it'll be in the future. We're having a little difficulty with the back end uh, of our operating system, but uh, we are part, I'm spearheading the network, but HP podcast is part of a video game podcast network called a little bit after us, a little bit after, you know, to play on video games, uh, the HP video game podcast network. And uh, you should check out a lot of the other shows. I'll, I'll run down through those sometime when we have a little more time uh, and tell you what some of them are that we're launching with. But there's definitely some good ones out there. And just uh, if you look on iTunes for the HP Video Game Podcast Network or if you look um, on our Twitter, we have, you know, we've retweeted the network. And uh, so far, I think there's 13 or 14 shows uh, that are on the network, and you'll be hearing some promos for other shows. You'll be hearing some ads uh, here and there as well. So just get excited for that. Support the whole network. Support the boys and girls. Yeah. So, you know, we're we're out here. We're the, the boys. We're, the, they're, we're they're, the boys. There right? are girls on the network, I believe. Right. I could be. Well, okay. I don't think signed on right now there are, but there are mm. some that are in. we're in discussions with. Interesting. Ladies. Yeah. You said that, you know, you, there's some real good ones. I'm like, yeah, and some of them are fucking trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. No, they're yeah. all the, they're all great. W- I've had shows approach me that I chose not to pursue. I went through painstakingly and tried to find shows that weren't huge, but also weren't incredibly small, but that were no matter what size they were, they were quality and just trying to maintain a... Uh, a decent level of quality all around, what not only in content but also in sound and everything. I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw one out here right now. There's a show called The Life and Times of Video Games. Um, a guy named Richard Moss does it. It's got a sweet accent, so you should definitely check that out. Very um, soothing voice. Yeah. 
but he does uh, video game documentary, audio documentaries about games that have come out or just developments in the industry. It's definitely a show. Like, seriously, it would be the first one I'd go run check out. And if if I could, I would make it not even on the show that you're hearing about that. Like, I want you to hear about that show. Um, but it's a really good one. And I was very impressed. And I like, yeah, I definitely, that was one of the first um, first ones I really was excited about. So check it out. As we mentioned earlier, you can join our Discord at handsomephantom.com slash Discord, where you can read my take on the latest Taylor Swift and uh, maybe that turns you off and you never want to be a part of our Discord. That's fine, too. Also, I love Taylor Swift, but this is uh, multiple weeks in a row we've talked about coming there to talk about Taylor Swift. So come talk to us about more things. More, more. I know. Lots of topics. You know, I said this on our, on our uh, Slack is that I don't remember. Like, we turn off the show. I know. I don't remember what was said no. the entire show. No. And so. I remember that one because I wasn't on it, so I listened to it. So last week you definitely said come talk about Taylor Swift. Okay. On the Slack. Well, I definitely I definitely remember things more that I hear <laughs> than what I talk about. Yeah, me yeah. too. That's that's for sure. Also, you can use our Amazon affiliate link, handsomefandom.com slash Amazon. Use it to buy whatever floats your fucking boat, <laughs> you know, that's on Amazon. And then uh, it'll take that money from Jeff Bezos, which I know all y'all really care about taking money from that rich guy. Yeah, we hate Jeff Bezos apparently on the show, too. I mean, I don't have any problem with him. His bald, his bald very, head. Very bald. If we yeah. can take money from him, though, that's like. <laughs> take money from anyone if we can. Yeah. Take money well, from everyone. Everyone listening. That, I mean. Yeah, we would. The right way. Okay. The right I was way. Say, you don't want to like steal the right it. Way. No, no, yeah. no. It's consensual. They're, you know. Right. We're taking the money consensually. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, um, we also have T-shirts. Yeah. T-shirts. Just go to handsomephantom.com. There's yeah. a, a banner in the on the right side. Just. Go in there, check it out. You can get that shipped right from Amazon, too. Purple one is fire. Won't belabor that, so but nice. check it out. Purple yeah. one is very nice. Fire. All right. Until next time, see you guys later. Nine, nine. credit card bill.